Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with first-time guest Christina Fernandez to talk about the song Daylight off of Phone Power. Here we go. Christine and Christina's cats. Yes. Uh, yes. And, you know, Leela used to make an appearance on almost every episode with her jangling tags, and now we've gotten her a new collar where the tag is just right on the fabric, and it doesn't jingle anymore. So, Leela, Leela. So now she's a stealth dog. People aren't like going to know you're a ninja. Little ninja puppy. Know, man. Yes, hello. No more jingling. I feel oh, like I would okay. need advanced warning before I'm approached. I know she can sneak up on you. No, she's not. She's not very <laughs> sneaky at all. She's not very sneaky at all. Um, oh, Christine, I forgot to ask you. Where are you located again? I am located in the beautiful Lowell, Massachusetts, home of the Industrial Revolution. Ooh. I'm not from here though. I am actually a shame to say a florida native um sorry florida <laughs> well you, you got out of there so it's all good. you're the australia of the united states um I <laughs> sorry I, australia I, listeners so oh, again so, so sorry australia listeners, but when i say i mean hmm, i think of australia very lovingly however when i hear things that happen in australia such as gigantic <laughs> spiders um <gasps> And other things of that sort. I just think Florida <laughs> with our alligators and our horrible wildlife and people. Now, the people, Australians, I'm sure you're way better than the Floridians. Um, I can say that because I'm a Floridian. <laughs> but yeah, I grew up in Miami, Florida, and I left. I fled um, 
in my early 20s and didn't know anything about Lowell, Massachusetts, never heard of it. Um, I had mm-hmm. a Florida education. So I'm like, <laughs> so what is go. New England? Um, this is there's a New blob. England? There's like, yeah, there's like just a blob of states there. So I barely knew like what was going on up here. And um, I took a chance. It was a great chance. Um, and I've been there some 40 now. So I was 22, I think, when I moved up here. My parents still ask occasionally when I'm going to give up on this whole like living away from your family thing. <laughs> family who? I, I, <laughs> who are you people? I think you seem to be doing all right. Yeah, you're about to pass that point, but half of your life being out of Half my Florida. life being in Massachusetts. Almost. When people ask me where I'm from, I usually don't go into that detail. I'm an info dumper, um, but I usually just say I'm from Massachusetts. And Less embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sister's in the uh, the Boston area. Oh, um, great choice. Yeah, but I've never Hi, been Greg's to sister. Lowell. Hey, Heather. I don't know. She's probably not listening. And my, <laughs> and my mic just fell down. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember how we first got connected. Was it hmm. was it on Twitter? It was on Twitter. Um, I believe that one or the other of us decided to follow, and the other one said yes, <laughs> yes. was so it I your secret you on, account yeah so i <laughs> because i was working a job that i didn't want people to know about my personal life um normally i go by apostrophe t in most places that's not to say every apostrophe t is me but every time i do sign up for an account it's apostrophe t of some kind so apostrophe underscore t on twitter okay and i want to say this somehow i don't know how it happened but we ended up connecting on twitter um but then I think we didn't like talk talk until I almost missed your uh, voicemail to Flansburg. That's that what it was. Weird. You were one of the voicemails to Flans. Well, I, we had yes, been connected for a little bit, and I like skated in at the last possible second to get my my voicemail in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was hoping we would get some uh, thank you notes from Flans. I, I wonder had, if he's heard it. I had them, forward. Rather. Yeah, I'd I'd asked Pete, and I'd forwarded along our addresses but nothing yet i guess he wanted that paper copy mm. i don't know i guess the voice a, a transcript weren't, weren't good enough yeah <laughs> right to print out a transcript <laughs> of the episode that'll do it that'll do it <laughs> so but uh, very importantly we must know the story of your tmbg fandom when where how why did you get into <sighs> they might be giants Let's see. So like a lot of folks our age, I think um, the first time I'd heard them, but I didn't really like it didn't register to me who they were or what the heck. Um, it was Tiny Toons. Of course. The episode where they did like the cartoon. Obviously, um, I remember Istanbul, you know, the Tiny Toons characters. I want to say like the piggy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Oh, my gosh. I used to love Hampton. that show. I can't remember. Hampton. Hampton. I was going to say Ham. I was going to say Hamlet, and I was like, Hamlet's not his name. <laughs> Hampton um, and Plucky Duck, and Plucky Duck are the stars of those, yes. Um, and I remember that, and it was really catchy. And Particle Man was also on that episode. And I was like, these are catchy tunes, but I didn't, you know, didn't think much of it. Um, a couple years later, I want to say it was at the end of high school or early college, around that, like, cusp of real life. Actually, it had to have been high school, because I really don't think it was in college yet. Um my friend Jess Holden, my beautiful and wonderful friend Jess, that we've been friends forever. Oh, what's up, Jess? Like, 
was like, hey, have you heard of this group? They might be giants. And I was like, I don't think so. And then she sent me, at the time we were illegally downloading stuff on Napster. Hmm. For legal reasons, we legally purchased all of this. I I now have (laughs) legally purchased copies of all the albums. So like we made up for it in our adult life. Um, Is Birdhouse and Bangs was definitely among them. Anna Ang, I think, was another. But I just remember hearing Birdhouse and then I remember I was like, oh, wait a minute. Did I hear these guys like on Tiny Tunes a few years ago? <laughs> um, so we all clicked. But then it was when I listened to Birdhouse in Your Soul, it just something happened. I was like, this is an amazing song. This is great. So I illegally it's downloaded pretty good. a whole lot of more tracks at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like late 90s, early thousands when all this happened. And I've just been pretty much obsessed ever since. Um, I can listen to them with no other bands like for months on end and not get tired of them. And at this point, they have so uh, as much content as my lifespan. (laughs) So I think it's pretty easy to be listening and not get sick of them. Yeah, this is their 40th year as a band. For sure. Yeah, so that's how I get started. And um, they keep dishing out these bangers and I haven't gotten sick of them. So have you seen them live? Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> I have. Um, I didn't start seeing them live until um, I moved up to Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. They just don't go to Florida, which I do not blame them, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or they have, and I just didn't catch them. Um, but I, you know, they play this area a whole lot more often than other parts of the country. So I'm super blessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember the first show that I saw, they were in, I guess, it was a nightclub, but they were obviously it wasn't being used as a nightclub at the time um, on Tremont Street in Boston. I can't remember the name of the venue. Someone will probably hopefully comment and be like, oh, this place. Um, I had just gotten out of work, so I was wearing my work clothes still, but I didn't want to go home and change. Boston's kind of difficult to navigate. And I didn't want to drive there, so I had mm-hmm. to take public transportation to the venue. Um, and it was fantastic. I... I loved every second of and that. What, what year was this? Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I moved up here in 2005. So somewhere between 2005 and 2007, I want to say. I don't yeah, okay. quite remember the exact date. Mm-hmm. They were here. Um, the banter, I didn't expect because, again, I didn't know much about them as like dudes. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't realize that their banter would be so funny. Mm-hmm. You're just like. And again, as two people who've known each other literally their whole lives, you have to have that kind of bond, I guess. Yeah, but it I was know. hysterical, so funny. I think they were also doing like the phone calls, like guess phone calls from the dead. I think they were still doing. I think I vaguely oh. remember them taking like pretend phone calls. Uh, okay, as part of the show. I don't remember hearing about this. Bit. So funny, like just their fake phone calls. And Flansburg was, you know, the other person like that, and like Linnell would get the phone call yeah yeah okay <laughs> um, i thought it was pretty hysterical i definitely overpaid for a beer and it was phenomenal and i do distinctly recall hearing it's not my birthday and i said this on the reddit actually somebody had asked on the rtmbg like what song has so much meaning to you and i was like this is not an emotional song at all but it's not my birthday it has a lot of meaning for me personally because when i saw them live for the first time and i was like i pushed my way a little gremlin way because i'm short so i can gremlin my way up to the front (laughs) um and linnell was like right there on his keyboards and he just started singing like it's it's not my birthday and i was like 
I was so struck by the moments. I was like, oh my God, it's not my birthday, actually. Um, this is such a great song. Did he make eye contact with you in that typical Linnell you know, fashion? No. <laughs> I feel like Linnell doesn't. He just looks. He just looks. He just looks. Um, I don't remember. I just remember like looking up at him. <laughs> I was so silly. Looking up at him and like the, the lights were, you know, on him because he was singing and something struck me at that moment. I'm like, my, my heart. Um, and I would just listen to I would listen to the studio version for weeks after yeah. that, and uh, to try to feel that same feeling of like this was this was a moment, and I knew like I chasing that high. So, it was great though, and like it's still one of my favorite songs today, but mostly because of the nostalgia of having heard it sung live with Linnell feet away from me, and like it was so well done. I don't know, like it was done so well. I was just. It was in awe. <laughs> it's an amazing song. A it was classic. a rainy day too, so like when we went back to the subway, it was getting completely soaked, and I was like, I don't even care. This was the best night of my life. <laughs> and I saw them again on the first, so one of Flans's first shows back since crushing half his body. Very um, nice. And I still think it was the best night of my life. Like every yeah. time I see them, it's every the best. time. Every time. Yeah, every time. So good to have Mr. Flans back. I know. <laughs> um, though I just found out some devastating news. Um, so <laughs> I so I started up this new job. I had, I mean, obviously two years ago planned to mm-hmm. do this They Might Be Giant show in Chicago. And I found out that parent-teacher conferences are no. on the night of the show in Chicago. And I'm not going to be able to go. This is something no. at a new... Job, I cannot weasel my way out of. Can you be like parent teacher conferences? <laughs> Excuse me, and I think I have COVID. I know, <laughs> <just> right? <laughs> <sighs> I'm thinking about it and thinking about it. Hopefully, none of them listen of to this in case I think of an excuse. <laughs> um, right, I texted you the other day and I was like, I'm I'm considering going to the Boston show. I think they have one tonight and one tomorrow. I'm not going to do it, but. I really wanted to, yeah. but I'm I I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if you've heard what's happening in Boston. If your sister has told you the shenanigans happening in Boston right now, where what? Uh, our public transportation has taken a small hit in that we don't have, I think it's two lines with the green and the orange line. Definitely not the orange line. Uh-huh. Um, which are pretty major <laughs> arteries for public transportation. So I've been staying away from the Boston area because I don't want to deal with that. So what is there? There maintenance on them, or what's what's the problem with them? There should have been maintenance on them years ago, which is why they stopped working. <laughs> oh, okay. I think the orange line. Like one of my friends um, commutes in around Boston and takes the orange line. And one day she just took a picture, like the the it's on fire. Um, the... Yeah. <laughs> so they need to do a touch up. Perhaps being on fire is not something the. Uh, subway should be <laughs> probably not normal part of operations and they took out yeah so i was like i don't know if i want to like deal with that and also the hassle of getting there and back on a school night um so i'm gonna sadly yeah. miss the boston show i'm glad oh, i caught them in portsmouth that was great i know i am i'm very s- sad for you though i am I so bummed did. about this just this just dawned on me today yeah october 13th Almost i'm like of course it had to be that day, it's like after the date getting bumped, what, like three times or something? Mm-hmm. Get a new job. This one of few evening obligations ends up lining up on that. Like, what are the fucking odds? I am. I am so sorry. Not the day happy. Of the, 
the day of the Portsmouth show, because I had also taken this time off like well in advance. I'm like, yeah, the first of September. Yeah, that's not a problem. And then when the first of September came, I was like, this is the first day of my class that I'm teaching. <laughs> so <laughs> I had taken the whole day off. I'm like, it's day one of the class that, that I'm teaching yeah. today. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bolt as soon as the last student leaves the room. I'm like taken off, which is what I did. And it worked out. But like, oh, okay. I, so you I didn't take the day off. You just, you just, I had initially, but then I had to rework it because I'm like, well, I have to teach. So like two yeah. years ago, I didn't know I was teaching on stage, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I had a moment of panic. Like, can I, am I not going to be able to make it? I made it happen. Nice. nice. <laughs> How far I, away Chicago from where you are? Two and a half hours. Oh, so it's not like a quick jaunt. <laughs> no, it's not like I could run over there after the conferences or something. <laughs> uh, do you know someone who looks a lot like you that could um, tell these parents their kids are doing great? <laughs> yeah, your yeah, kid's I'll, phenomenal. I'll find, you know, I mean, my band, my, you know, my, my band Doppelpopolis, we did give ourselves that name because our, our, our other member, Johnny, does kind of look like me. So maybe mm-hmm. I could get Johnny to go Johnny. in. Johnny, can you do a, a solid for your friend Greg, please? Yeah, I'm asking on, as a first-time guest. Um, <laughs> I'll I think pass that, that message you, along. You owe us one, sir. For real. <laughs> totally, completely. Uh, uh, so the track you have chosen is yes. "Daylight" off yes. of "Phone Power." Phone power. <laughs> now, "Phone Power," one of the three albums to come off of the 2015 Dial a Song cycle um and what are your thoughts on foam power as a whole um i have some unpopular opinions about certain albums of theirs i love foam okay. power. i love glean yeah. like i love all of them. um and book actually as well even though it's a little bit off topic but like people oh, i don't like that i'm like no dude this is the best well, i can't yeah. i love phone power oh um yeah. i love almost every out- track on that album um, but I kind of slept on it for a while, so I didn't listen to it right away, It, which sometimes I do. It's like my toxic trait. I'm not going to listen to something right when it's released. I'm going to let it simmer <laughs> for a little bit. Okay. Um, but I remember the first time I heard Daylight come on, and I was like, what? I fell in love with it, the, the three notes in. I was like, this, this is my new jam for now, and I would listen to it over and over again a whole heck of a lot of times. Um... And I just was obsessed with the track for quite some time, which is why I picked it. It's got a unique vibe to it. Mm. It's kind of, I would describe it as eerie. Yes. Yes. It's a little creepy. I feel like it's much slower tempo than their usual track. Um, They don't usually play. It's a bit of a creepy ballad. Like that. Yeah. Um, And I was also like. Sure, they sing songs of a serious, like serious topics. I'm thinking, like my man, like that's you know you're you're unable to walk now. That's a serious mm-hmm. topic. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I feel like daylight takes a serious topic of addiction and then, but doesn't make it fun. You know, I think it's as serious as serious as they can get. <laughs> I guess right. They're talking about it very seriously, and I thought that was unusual for them. I'm get a lot of flack for saying that. I just feel like that it was a little bit unusual for them. It really stuck out to me. Um, but yes, the eeriness of it and the subject matter, I thought, was just interesting and unique for the band. Yeah, so there's a quote from Flansburg in the in San Francisco Weekly. Uh, let's see. He says, uh, the song is really about addiction and being really lost in addiction. It's not like I've been an addict in my life. 
but I know people who have. I'm sure people will listen to that and be like, oh, that's an unusual topic for you guys. You guys are the happy guys. What? <laughs> Since when are you guys the happy guys? <laughs> I don't know if they always call them the happy guys. I feel like people, it's kind of like the Smiths. If you are bopping around to the Smiths, you're like, what a, what a happy song. But then you listen to lyrics and you're like, oh, God, I'm depressed now. Yeah. This is depressing. I feel like yeah. They Might Be Giants has that kind of um, vibe going where they could sing about very serious and or depressing topics. I feel like Linnell sings about car crashes a lot and depression. Um, oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. it's such a like... But here I am jamming along to it, like, this is a great tune to start my morning. <laughs> yeah. To my, my man is actually my ringtone. I put it as my ringtone. I'm like, this is such a cute little song about somebody realizing they can never walk again. <laughs> They're paralyzed. What's wrong with me? Am I a psychopath? <laughs> a lovely paralyzing song. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you know, this one to me, it didn't, uh, I didn't realize uh, immediately uh, being about addiction. I mean, what what would you say in the in the lyrics really give it away? Uh for that vibe I mean I think that the bridge really for me kind of it's like who needs who needs diamond who needs these nice things in my life like who you know I feel like when you and again I also don't have first-hand experience with addiction but new knowing folks that have struggled with it you get to a point where nothing is important all the things that should be important to you aren't important anymore it's not as important as feeding this monster mm-hmm. and so when the you know the bridge first of all with the note shift i guess i don't know how, i'm not a musician but you know the pitch shift <laughs> for the the bridge first of all catches your attention the song's super short so having this whole range of emotions in like 120 seconds um was pretty fascinating to me but just the part where like, who needs these nice? Who needs them? I don't because I am not thinking about that right now. I'm thinking about feeding this monster. So right. that's that sticks out to me. I don't think it's very overtly about addiction. You know, it's not obviously about addiction, I think. It's not saying, yeah. that, you know, you have to come kind of come to that conclusion. I honestly wouldn't have known what it was about unless, I, you know, I read the, the wiki when <laughs> he said that it was about addiction. The wiki um, knows all. Well, maybe think about it. I was like tilting at tilting things, actually. I was like, what does that mean? Like, what is he talking about? So this um, has got to be referencing Don Quixote, right? Hmm. So have you heard the phrase tilting at windmills? I don't think so. So, yes. And and my wife is always yelling at me. It's a, it's a Spanish <laughs> lip professor. She is always saying I should read Don Quixote, obviously, I need to read the translated version, <laughs> right? You know, one of one of many things. Um, but yeah, so apparently he sees windmills hmm. in the distance, and he thinks, yes. and he <laughs> thinks they might be giants. <laughs> I'm just going to phrase it like that, right? I'm just going to phrase it like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, tilting at windmills apparently as as a phrase is like. Um, wasting time you know going after an enemy or going after a problem that is not real right so what is tilting at tilting things (laughs) that one yeah so tilting at windmills you're a attacking something that's attacking you or there's two things that aren't real i'm not even really sure what the uh uh, the the it is it's it is an odd expression the tilting at windmills as as it is 
and then the tilting and tilting just winds it up into a knot that I just can't uh, really uh, decipher. Good <laughs> But right? it was, it's an interesting choice of of expressions, though, having now heard and been educated by you just now. <laughs> yeah. I do what I can. I, I don't know if I helped all that much. I don't know if I helped all that much. But yeah. And then my wife will be yelling at me again from upstairs, be like, I told you you should have read Don Quixote. Maybe it would make more sense, but sorry, honey. <laughs> Please forgive Greg. Yeah, I guess kind of, yeah, so here we are, awake and dreaming. I guess kind of that, like, half lucid state that you might have in just, like, the, the days of addiction. Um, oh, don't look up. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, the, the, who needs diamond rings, picture frames, fancy things. I was looking at the, uh, the core progression. I'm never entirely sure if they're accurate or not. The, Mm. the core progression has entirely major chords. It doesn't have a single minor chord in it. Wow. Mm. The whole beginning part has a very minor feel to it. And I mean, it might have something to do maybe with the chords only being like a half step apart. So it goes from uh, C C to to D flat, back to C, back to D flat. So it has that kind of creepy, almost like hmm. Jaws theme kind of feel there, yeah, yeah. but a lot slower. And it has that 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 cool keyboard sound, which almost has like a. Um, it's almost like a Mellotron kind of sound, like that mm. kind of fake strings sound that you'd hear yeah. a lot on a lot of like mm-hmm. old psychedelic kind of songs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, when it gets to the who needs diamond rings, picture frames, fancy things, it does t- take like almost like a happy kind of feel for a yeah. second. Right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, and the the like clean guitar becomes a little more prominent. There's like some guitar arpeggios and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, if this, uh, I was hoping to get time to strum through this thing and try to figure out what if things were all all major or not. It's just it, it blows my mind that anyone could write a song that's entirely in major chords because that um, kind of eludes key signatures altogether i mean every key signature is gonna have chords that are minor in it uh so it's just kind of um uh bewildering to me what i'm looking at here because the vibe does change significantly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then when it's over and it goes back to yeah it's i don't know it's kind of like to me just emotionally i feel like i'm feeling a certain type of way then i exit out of that feeling like a little bit more hopeful even though the lyrics themselves mm-hmm. are not hopeful like it just sounds a little bit more hopeful. then you just sink back into it and i wonder if that was purposeful like because in the, yeah. the next set of lyrics it's like you know nothing's i'm worse for trying so like is this person trying to recover are they trying to get better but now they haven't so i feel worse now like i'm i feel like i'm less than i was before i tried it's kind of thing if that makes mm. sense Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe that little bridge part is, like, the high, and then the rest of the song, it's coming back mm-hmm. down and having to find find that next fix. Right, right. right? Like, with, with any kind of progression, recovery of any kind, or, you know, any kind of, I guess, progression, I just said progression, it's not a linear path. 
like I tell my students, so to tell our audience, I do work with students in career advising and there are, there's this idea that, you know, we start at step one and then we progress higher and higher until we get to our dream job. I'm like, that's not really true. There's going to be times when you feel like you've taken a step back. You, it, Progression isn't linear like this. It mm-hmm. can take a lot of ebbs and flows as well. So I yeah. feel like when that lyric, um, when I would listen to that for the first time, it, that just was what came to mind. Like, I'm worse for trying. Like, you know, I, nothing's fair. I'm worse for trying. I feel like the protag of this song might have slipped back taken some steps back and now is feeling like worse but pretend protagonist it's you're still making progress try again please <laughs> right, right. <laughs> don't just don't just give up after one attempt at getting better right. and that's for everyone like that's our motivation only like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and i mean that's one thing that's so genius about the johns is that they aren't so making it so obviously about addiction so you can still relate it to yourself in a way that might not be as serious as crippling addiction um something that you could relate more to your life and it's actually kind of rare for flans to be like the song is about this Mm. right (laughs) they don't do that a whole lot not a whole lot uh the other thing i was trying to figure out so the the wiki doesn't have any credits here i'm trying to (laughs) I'm trying to figure out if these drums are real or programmed. Do you have any hmm. thoughts on that? Hmm. I don't know. I haven't thought of that. Because they, I mean, they have gotten so good at programming drums that they can really pull one over on you a lot more than they used to. You know, the old drum machines were a lot more obvious. You could tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, these are real drums. Huh. Right. It's it's a very interesting beat though. Though there is like the on the downbeats there's this this kind of weirder more kind of fake sound and then there's like kind of um I don't know if I call them timbales but some kind of like high tom kind of sounds and that part to me sounds programmed but then you get this ride cymbal that comes in that and that one, that brush on that ride cymbal, something about the feel of it and the accents does kind of sound human to me. Hmm. So it makes me want to think that it's a combination of Marty and programming, but I could be completely wrong. I don't know. That's a good question. I'd have to listen to it not that i haven't been listening to it all day but like <laughs> i should just i should just isolate in my mind the, the drums it didn't strike me as being fully programmed mm-hmm. myself but again technology um but maybe yeah maybe yeah it's a human being who knows and I feel um, like in these these dial-a-song cycles that they do where they have to kick out so many songs you tend to come across more that are programmed mm-hmm. and you'll you'll see ones where just one John did everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. <laughs> um, it's a lot quicker to, and a lot more doable these days to kick okay. something out in your apartment studio than it is to, you know, bring all of the guys in the gear right. down to the studio to studio, the big studio and yep. do, you know, the whole shebang. Right. 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 So I think they have a little bit more flexibility too, like as they've, Mm-hmm. moved up in their their careers mm-hmm. to just do stuff like that right yeah and 
with the keyboards in this song because because then because then, then i went to the spot where i'm like is this all flans because the keyboards while mm. it's a cool sound there's really nothing complicated in it complicated in it where mm-hmm, you'd be like mm-hmm. oh well that has to be linnell's linnell's skillful hands <laughs> you know it could be flans on the keyboard but has as well. um has flansburg ever done like keyboards on a track yeah I believe so on oh what was I thinking of but there are ones yeah like from these dial song hmm. ones where it's almost like Flans is demoing it out or something and then it just ends up making the final cut and never gets replaced by Linnell's keys but I'd say, I'd say it's, it's pretty rare but it's possible it's possible yeah. The thought never crossed my mind. I'm I'm not a great fan in that I don't dive into some of these nitty gritty. Like you all, some of y'all are very good at, at really deciphering and really intellectually taking apart all of their songs. I'm just like, this sounds like a great jam. I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds pretty. <laughs> this one's cool, Daddy O. Yeah, that's that's the extent of my intellectual intellectualizing the jaw. I didn't even realize that Flansburg like a keyboard i mean it makes sense but i never thought of it yeah i mean i think when he writes his songs he will demo out simple keyboard parts that linnell will you know knock up a notch uh when they make it to the final final form but yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so marty are you on here marty can we hear you i don't know have Marty come on your show and be like, we have a, a quick question. <laughs> yeah, Think he back was, to 2015. He, yeah, he <laughs> was on three. He was on very early on in the show and has not been on be like since. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, did you watch the video for Daylight? I've seen it once. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the guy that did the video, directed the video, is Jason Willis, who also did uh, Shapeshifter, an amazing mm. video. Uh, so I went on over to, to Jason's website here, and he gives a shout-out to former guest Alex Italics. Alex Italics, who has directed a handful of their videos. Very cool guy. I would highly recommend uh, listening to that episode with him. And... Um, on I can't remember the dream that I had, which it was the most recent one that he directed, because apparently Alex was the one who told the Johns about this guy, Jason Willis. And nice. he ended up getting to do two uh videos for him and he apparently had been a fan since he says since nineteen eighty six. So that's like okay, that's ground that's floor quite some time. See the power of networking. Of that's mm-hmm. lovely. <laughs> Yes, and he goes on this whole spiel on his website about how awesome Dial-A-Song is and how awesome it is that they brought it back. Um, now, Shapeshifter was definitely the more, I'd say probably labor-intensive one of his two videos because it involved uh, puppets, basically. <laughs> puppets and, and, and props and stuff like that. Um, while uh, Daylight is more live-action one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Stars a guy named Jared McKinley. Um, and it, it talks about how they had to do, you know, the set dressing. 
and that this guy Jared does not actually live in such a dump. Because that's that's good to know. Watching this video, I mean, it is almost it is. Gross. It is, yeah, gross. <laughs> exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, it's, it's not a good time. Um, but I, I especially like in that bridge uh, how it pains across this kind of tableau of former glories. Mm-hmm. It has like a picture of him in like, you know, cap and gown, graduation stuff, and the frame says, uh, The future is yours. Um, there's like a first prize ribbon and there's like some other stuff like that, but it's just all just like strewn about in a pile, you know, not, not proudly displayed at all. Um, and I heard some people mention talking about in the interpretations on this, that there's a second guy in the video. It's kind of hard to see the faces of all of them, but what, I don't know. What is going on? In this At thing? the end, there is a second person. On my drive, I've only seen the video once, and I ha- don't have it playing now. So if my memory is not fully recalling this perfectly, I'm sorry. But from what I recall, I remember thinking of the other roommate. So the, I'm saying, I call him a roommate, but I think it's the same guy. I think that the guy who's like just there slovenly is the current state of this protagonist of the song. Mm-hmm. And the clean cut, like I want to, I remember him being like buttoned up, just a like cleaner. Um, appears to be a roommate, but I feel like that was him either in the past and hopefully actually in the future when he's better. Um, Also kind of sharing this space. Like, I am this slovenly person Mm -hmm. who is battling this terrible struggle, but I'm also this other guy too. Yeah. And there, yeah, there could be a little bit of that uh, attempting to get out. Like the guy has, at the end, he has like a bag and he starts going towards the door. He ends up putting the bag down and sitting down kind of solemnly in the chair. Hmm. So I don't know if that's like like you're saying, if the interpretation is that it's one guy, is that, you know, he keeps coming close to, you know, pulling himself out of it mm-hmm. and keeps getting dragged back in. Right. Yeah. It's it it is a very um definitely fitting for they might be giants this kind of video it's just very it's very dark and fits Mm. the the tone of the song perfectly i think and it's just vague enough for the fans to argue over what they really meant which is important exactly yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, so this song, you know, so many of these songs from the dial song cycles never get played live, but this one actually has. Yes. One time. Exactly once. <laughs> exactly once on November that we know 29th, of. 2015. I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is accurate here. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to say the, the wiki collectively, the fan base is so, so good at collecting data like this. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this one uh, was played during um, the duo half of their show uh, on that day, and it was released um, officially not that long ago. I'm trying to remember if um, if that was for one of their fundraisers or not, because it was recorded in 2015, but I don't think they released it until 2020. I could be wrong. My memory mm-hmm. is is horrible but i'm just um, looking on this and it says yeah 11 29 2015 music hall of williamsburg mm -hmm. their favorite place 
I hate anyone that lives near to there because they get to see them all the time. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should just all collectively move to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> we all could probably afford a one-bedroom hovel like this gentleman. Um it's not really living in <laughs> together. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The price of real find, estate, Found a real shithole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop that clip in right here. I loved it. I thought Linnell was the the star, the breakout star. I felt like his backing vocals had to have been very challenging to do. He's got to go from those low notes all to these high notes. If Lance yeah. stays pretty steady throughout, and that it's must be difficult. Now I love the studio version with like Flans and Flans <laughs> yeah. doing both the double Flans, uh, the backing and lead vocals. Um, I love when the Johns harmonize. In general, I think that their voices really complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. And in this, stu- um, sorry, the live version, I was very impressed with Linnell's ability to hit those low, low baritone notes and then immediately hit those higher notes without skipping a beat, without like it sounding odd, I guess, or like just off right. key. I thought it was brilliant. I really liked um, how they ended up pulling this off. And there's just the two of them. I mean, yeah. I'm impressed. So. Yeah, and with that one, think? since we know it's a backing track, uh, um, again, again, I'm listening to the percussion, and <laughs> it's... it's. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, I can't get over this until I know. Um and it sounds, it's got a lot of similarities to the album cut, but it's not identical, which again makes me think like, oh, they took Marty off of, you know, since Marty's not there on the live one, taking him off of it, that's what it made it sound different. And maybe that's just what the drum machine sounds like. So th- that's, again, that's kind of what brought me to my conclusion before is that it's half programmed and half Marty. You know what would probably solve this aside from getting marty beller on this program um the tumblr <laughs> you should just be like hey john 
question for you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, as a sidestep, I did ask many years ago. So my friend Jess, the one who introduced me to They Might Be Giants, mm-hmm. we had a little bit of a, an argument that spanned months about Dr. Worm. <laughs> Why can't Dr. Worm hear the doorbell? And one of us, and I can't remember who, because it was years ago, he can't hear the doorbell because he's playing the drums. Or he can't hear the doorbell because he's an actual worm who can't hear anyway. Mm-hmm. And I asked the Tumblr, uh-huh. and I never received a response. Oh. So I feel like we'll never know. Um, I would love I'm... to find out. So that, and now, like since we don't remember which of us took which side, it's like a moot point. However, <laughs> I could ask the Tumblr, um, Flansburg, Flansburg on the Tumblr, <laughs> if he recalls the drum situation of this song and see if he will clear it up for us. An update from current day Greg here. Christina did ask Flansburg on the Tumblr and got an answer. And Flan said, wow, this is pretty granular. Okay, there are drums and a bongo, maybe a conga, and that is all Marty. But there is a slowed down maraca sample I made from a nicer LP maraca that actually has a lot of beads. Not your lightweight beads in a souvenir Morocco, which is a whole other classic sound, a la Bo Diddley's Jerome. It was in the demo, and everyone found it kind of trudge and weird, and we just held on to it. So it is a combination of the two. Sounds like it is mostly Marty with a slowed-down Morocco sample. So, look at that. Ask, and you shall receive. Thanks for the info, Flance. Back to the show. I'm curious to know how many questions he gets on that thing. Probably a lot. Yeah? He's so available to fans, which I appreciate. Um, But, yeah, he must get a lot of really, really random questions. In fact, when I learned that he decided to get on Tumblr, I was a little bit concerned knowing what other things are on Tumblr. (laughs) The (laughs) the questionable fan art, which I'm not recommending, but you should probably look at (laughs) I'm like, ooh, they're going to see that, guys. They're going to see your your fan art <laughs> and some people submit it to them <laughs> fan art is is yeah questionable um, again you guys, you guys if you whatever you want in your lives fantastic however if, if i was flansburg and seeing some of these uh fantasies that people have about <laughs> now and that they've beautifully artistically rendered and now it's publicly on the internet um the fact that he hasn't run, run off <laughs> like totally in his tumbler I feel like they might be giants and they might be giants fans are single handedly keeping Tumblr alive. You know what? Yes. I, like, I apostrophe T.com redirects to my Tumblr. Full disclosure. I'm lazy. <laughs> like and that. do you use Tumblr all that much other than for they might be giants related searches? Um, when I first got a Tumblr, I used it as a regular blog. Um, so if you were to peruse it, you'd see like, oh gosh, from like the early 2000s or whatever, like just lots of random. I deleted a lot of the more cringy stuff because I'm like, sure. I can't, I can't have this. Sure. Um, then I stopped using it for quite some time and then just started using it again. Um, but yeah, I did. Like when um, the ask box opened up, I'm like, I'm going to use this ask box. Actually, I do have a funny random story about Tumblr and John Lanzerig. Um Someone had posted about food and, like, what you guys do for food, blah, 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 and um, somehow ended up having a DM discussion with, like, he DM'd me uh, 
something about food and gave me a recipe for steak Diane, which I'd never heard of. Flansburg DM on on Tumblr because it was a post about food or something, something like that. Uh-huh. I don't remember. It was years ago, like years and years and years ago. And he's like, yeah, you should try it. Do this and that. And I'm like, it's weird that you just, okay, but I, okay, <laughs> I will make this steak. It sounded disgusting. What's the dish called? Steak Diane. Steak Diane. It involves, among other things, setting your pan on fire. Like, I, I guess, I, if I recall, there's like a wine or alcohol component and you have to like light it up and it's like flambe. Ah, cognac And I love steak. Um, oh, yeah. I, it was a disaster the first time. And I responded to the DM saying, like, it wasn't good. <laughs> he, he gave me some other, like, well, you need to try. I forget what the, the fix was. So I tried it again. I still don't like it. I didn't mm. respond back to him. Sorry, I go to John Fines. I'm sure that if I was to order it at a restaurant, I'd be like, mm, this is pretty tasty, but uh, I'm not the one. Apparently it was most popular in the 50s and 60s. Uh, there are it, grapes it, involved, right? Upscale restaurants because it had the like tableside theatrics where you would flambe using the cognac to make the sauce. And it was supposedly named after the Roman goddess Diane. <laughs> Steak Diane. I don't know. So Diana just really liked fire and steak together. I guess so. I don't know if that really checks out. I mean, I'll, I'll run with that. The 50s was a time where people said anything. <laughs> oh wow wow yeah. i can't believe flans was uh getting dms from flans that is that's something it was, yeah, it was my favorite celebrity unbelievable celebrity story but like For real so funny but yeah but unfortunately the recipe was not a banger i didn't like it um and i'm mm. sorry if you really like it like but no <laughs> sorry but no I mean, I'll take any other steak, though. <laughs> so I was looking all over from here to there, near and far, for covers. I could find nothing. Nothing. Now, granted, the the title, like searching on SoundCloud especially, is often hard. Mm. Everything, everything daylight was coming up, and I'm digging through everything and then always like okay do i search tmbg or do i type out in full they might be giants daylight cover searching it both ways coming up with lots of stuff that was not they might be giants <laughs> digging through youtube nothing i mean there was a base uh play along but i mean it's it's over the track so that's not really uh yeah. the audio isn't really anything worth listening to but there are no covers for this song. Isn't that sad? Which is unfortunate, but also not terribly surprising. Again, it's like yeah. it's a very weird TMBG track for them, I think. I love it, but like, yeah, I can see why the 800 gazillion other songs <laughs> might take precedence in terms of right. songs people would like to cover. But if any listeners out there want to, to take on a challenge, I would be happy to listen to your cover. I would love to hear a more up-tempo cover of this. Not necessarily happier. Not necessarily happier, but just (laughs) faster. You know? Not necessarily punk faster. Well, you know, I could always go for a Me First in the Gimme Gimme style Mm -hmm. double-time punk cover of of, of literally anything. 
but just something maybe that's more guitar heavy less on the keyboards i mean i can picture a lot of cool ways to go with this but i guess no one else was really i think you know what you have to do i think you're gonna have to be the one (laughs) let me just add more to your god yeah i got enough (laughs) on there right now Uh, so I guess the only other thing left to do is to score this song. Oh, gosh. And you are required to go first. No. That's, How can that's I the rules take... of the show. Oh, my gosh. This is a challenge. And I did think about this long and hard. Um, I don't know. I feel like the the answer that I'm going to give is not going to be acceptable to the greater the greeter it, crowd. I, uh, my personal. It's yours. Um, am I comparing? Okay, so let me add some parameters here. Am I comparing like when I score it? Am I comparing it to all the other songs that I, I like? Like if I was like, um, "Don't let start as a 10 because I'm uh-huh. I named myself after the lyric. Um, <laughs> am I comparing daylight to my? my own personal scale or am I just independently because I would give them all very high numbers or most of them most of them yeah I mean I guess you're yeah relating it to a 10 I mean you're allowed to give a lot of high scores and this is how can you you know (laughs) this is your this is your one chance I have to score everything so I can't give everything a 10 it's true feel free to go high if you want I feel like some fans are quite critical musically of the band and are are the scores of the middle low to middle range and i'm just someone who loves everything and i'm like it's a nine everything's a nine let me (laughs) it's as though this is the first time i've this question has been asked i just haven't made any headway let me give daylight an eight and I know that decimals are involved, but I that's required be way too much thinking. And I've already thought enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it an eight for a couple of reasons. First, I think the song is, is a little short. Um, I True. would have loved another verse. Um, it seems shorter than it really did. Like the, the playtime is a little bit longer than it seems like when, I don't know, maybe just the lyrics part. Um, the song is just pretty short. I would love mm. again. Well, the verse would be lovely. Um, yeah. And go even darker, Flans. Let's get yeah, an even yeah. darker verse in there. I want to know what happens to this person. I want to have a resolution. Are they like yeah trapped in this? I would love for this protagonist to climb out of their their situation and maybe have an update song. I don't know. Called like Dusk and then it's something else. (laughs) Now they're doing fantastically. Now they they run the uh, AA chapter of their their city. Yeah. Um, And there's there's the happy happy sequel, the happy follow-up. But I would like the happy follow-up to seem like it's really depressing. That way we're very puzzled. Um, (laughs) Puzzled by the the chain of events. So I'm going to give it a a solid eight. um, Okay. Because it's a little short i would like a little bit more information um i think they don't play it enough 
<laughs> I would love Fair. if they had played it at Portsmouth. I think I would have leapt off the balcony, <laughs> <laughs> just like soared into the general audience envelope. Stage I dive. Been so excited. Christina um, stage diving at the right, TV like, um, show. Did you hear about the fan that just died at the show? <laughs> that like literally launched themselves to death when now hearing the song's this even song. darker. Yeah. Yes, and there'll be a whole lore about it, and I'll be watching from the afterlife. Like, I know. I'm impulsive. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> so on the wiki, this song is ranked 321 out of 910, which, so it's in, you know, it's about in, almost in the upper third. Yeah. You know? It's really not doing too bad. Now, oh, look, it, I didn't, it, it, I didn't it notice this down here. The average rating of 8.47. It's okay. Maybe my, like, I didn't see that there until just now. I promise I wasn't cheating. <laughs> so. yeah, the, yeah. I mean, for something to be in the 300s and it to still be in the eights is kind of crazy. I think everything on the wiki skews kind of high. Mm. But if you go onto the internet, people give things a lot of shit. They're, it's it's funny on the wiki everything's rated really high but if you go into like uh they might be posting group on facebook everyone's just hating on everything but i guess i'm not part of that one i'm part of miscellaneous tea yeah Mm -hmm. there you go so what i think i'm gonna have to go a little lower on this one i mean i know sorry I mean, honestly, this had kind of been a, a bit of a forgotten track mm. for me, smack dab in the middle of Foam Power, until you had claimed it, and I listened to it again. Now, listening to it a lot this week in preparation for this episode, it has grown on me um, a bit, but it, yeah, I, I wish it was a little bit faster, and just just like you said, needs a little more lyrical content. There's not a whole lot there um i do like the video a lot i do Mm. like the vibe of the song i like the the uh the keyboard tones a lot i like the mysteriousness of uh are they or aren't they real drums (laughs) but (laughs) i i think we're gonna find out as soon as we hang up i'm like i'm gonna go on the team (laughs) that tumblr be like we Asking for a friend. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll plug in an update then. But I, I think yeah. I'm going to go 6.1. That's lower than I had hoped. <laughs> Sorry. What was that podcast you were on recently? You were um, ranking your top albums. And I was like, I don't agree with you. My top bands? <laughs> yeah, that was on Andrew's Daily Five. Yes. 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 You don't like, agree with, with yours, my list like, of top bands? Um, <laughs> His his rankings more than yours. Okay. <laughs> like, hmm, no, maybe I'm not going to be on this one. How dare you? Okay. All right. All well, right. if the song was faster, how do you think that would have changed? Like we talked about it being eerie and having certain kind of vibes to it. Like, what do you think? Um, how would it be affected by it? Be different. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it would lose a little bit of its eeriness if it was faster. I don't know. Maybe that isn't a good idea. I don't know. I'm second-guessing myself on that one. So maybe when you cover it, you can... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's on your to-do list now that I've decided. <laughs> we could see. Maybe you could just speed up the song and be like, hmm, is this... Uh, this is right, cool. yeah. I'll just throw now it Now it's Ableton, a 45-second song. I'll, I'll warp it. Yeah. <laughs> Get it kind of chipmunky sounding. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, Alvin, you know, 
got hooked on smack. That's what the song's about now. Yep, we've, <laughs> we've turned it into our own. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better own flavor to their, their hit. So, Christine, is there anything you have to plug? Anything you want to tell the people about? Oh, my gosh. I wish I did, honestly. Um, when you asked if I wanted to be on this podcast, I remember, what did I say to you? I'm boring. What this old, boring, old hag to be on your program. Mm, nonsense. Um, I don't. I don't have um, a side geek. I don't play music. Um, add me on Tumblr. Add me on Instagram. <laughs> I, I love making new friends. <laughs> um, but nothing important really to plug, no. Um, Just if your apostrophe if any of your listeners are in college, please seek out your career development office because your career advisor wants to meet with you. There you but go. I'm saying that because, you know, obviously, I'm a little biased. They <laughs> will help career. you so, sort your shit out. Do you out. want a job? Do you want to, to turn that degree instead of, like, is mine on the wall? No, it's not. Um, instead of a <laughs> wall decor, would you like to actually get money for having learned some things yeah. in college? Hey. Your career advisor will help you with that. Career advisors, <laughs> they're there to help. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Christina. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for asking me and convincing me to do it. <laughs> of course. Uh, and if you ever feel like you want to pick a song again, just let me know. Pick another song. Yeah, it just might. Maybe a longer yeah. one that yeah. we can talk a little bit with covers and multiple live versions. That would be that would be great. I know it's just harder as we get into the newer and newer era. There's fewer and fewer covers. It's like, it's so funny the way these episodes are so lopsided sometimes is where there's just like, it's, it's feast or famine with these songs. A lot of the times it's like either I'm trying, I'm having to cut covers cause there's too many or I'm trying to drag my friends into doing covers just so I have something. Which but, tracks do you think yes. has the most covers? Like which one oh. did you have to cut the most? I mean, it's gotta be birdhouse. That's true. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would most it definitely it say It checks because. out. It checks out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christina. I think that will do it. And and thanks again. Thank you. And goodbye, beautiful listeners. Thank you for listening to me for this last hour or so. <laughs> oh, my lovely listeners. They're the best. They're the best. And really- Tell the tale